Welcome to the Chad Marketing Podcast, your number one place to learn actionable strategies and tips that help you have more profitable conversations with your customers. This podcast is here to help you grow your business by better understanding your customers, speak to them on another level, and grasp the opportunities that lie in the chat marketing industry. And now, let's get chatting with your host, live from Melbourne, Australia, successful chat marketer and entrepreneur, Dan Pinney. Hello, folks, and welcome to this week's episode of the Chat Marketing Podcast. Today's guest is Goran Nikolov, who is the CEO of Rocket, a full-service agency based in Macedonia that offer chatbots as a service. And during this episode, we chat about how he uses a customer-centric model when it comes to chat marketing and why it's important to consider that in your chatbot strategy. We touch on the impact of changes to Facebook advertising and having on chat marketing, plus much more. All the resources and links mentioned during this episode are in the show notes or can be found at marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 16. That's marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 16. All right, without further ado, let's get into our chat today with Goran Nikolov, the CEO of Rocket. All right, Goran, welcome to the Chat Marketing Podcast. Yeah, nice meeting you, Dan. Thank you for inviting me and having me here. I'm excited to share my marketing experience, the messenger marketing experience with you, with our chat enthusiasts. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure people are going to get a lot out of the episode. Um, We're chatting prior to just recording here around a little bit around your background, but um, tell the other chat marketing enthusiasts out there um, what you currently do and how you got to where you currently do. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Uh, well, I, I'm currently account director at Rocket, uh, and I'm, we're doing primarily messenger marketing for clients, for e-commerce clients uh, in general. Uh, what we do is we're focused on customers, our marketing customers based, and we're doing omnichannel approach marketing, which is, um, which is turning out to be much more effective than everything we tried in the past. And this is where MediChat and similar platforms came very handy with the automated conversations and the easy to build flaws, which saves time and is great for company growth. Uh, To catch you up how I started, well, I first started with, uh, uh, with marketing about eight years ago. I was doing uh, content writing, I, I, I and my brother-in-law owned blogs and were ranking for keywords, which was very effective formula to build websites very quickly and pop up in the search results up. But how I got this approach and this mindset of thinking about the customer above all is my first job when, when all my uh, all other kids or classmates were going to college, I went in restaurant to to learn a skill. Actually, I was learning to become a pizza maker. And I used to work as pizza maker for three summers. And that's how I got that mindset that everything you do, you need to please the customer. And it applies in every area of of life, you know. Can you tell us a little bit about that that customer-centric approach that you take and why you thought that, you know, the next step for you was to get into a space that communicates directly with the customer. 
the the pathway was not very straightforward. Like I I developed I developed this mindset and this this approach, like to think about the customer from day day zero. It it has it has evolved from trying many many different things, testing many different uh, approaches, uh, different campaigns, and all of that. But the shift happened when when I three years ago when I when I was introduced to ManyChat, um, and I simply I was astonished by the simplicity and the easy to build chatbots which can be from very, very simple, like saying, hi, our team will help you to very advanced chatbots that actually can complete a purchase from start to finish. And that's not all. In the, in the, in that, in that, during that period, you can actually develop a relationship with a customer without having to manually communicate with them, like in the physical stores. You can do all sorts of things you can save a various, various kind of data about them, which you can later use if you have set it up automatically to run that way. So basically, when, you, when you're building chatbots, all you need to do is think about the, uh, the, the benefits of the customer. Why are they in your chatbot or why are they in touch with you? And you need to answer, uh, answer their demands and helping their journey, whatever that is, whether it's shopping or educating, growing, improving, learning, whatever your industry or niche, the customer is there for a reason and you must know the reason and help resolve them. And, and why did you choose chat marketing over you know, the other digital marketing avenues that you could go? Like you were building websites with your brother and, and, and building those and why did chat marketing stand out for you as being like, this is the avenue that I want to be able to have that customer centric approach to marketing? Yeah, that's a good question. Then uh, the reason is very simple because it's very personal, personal. Um, the, the, it is very personal and you can do in such ways that you can actually uh, make the customer feel like they also know you like you're a brand, you have brand voice, there, there, there is a team behind it, but you're placing the brand voice, and they get familiar with you, and you some and via messenger and customized approach, you're building, you're improving your affinity, their affinity for your brand, and that's how when, uh, when you develop the, the carefully uh, like, like strategy for all ads, if you're not only doing messenger marketing. If you're going omnichannel and you also place Google ads, they will know it's you from the very first sentence of the ad copy or the very graphics of the image. And that's how it, uh, you can actually boost your sales and improve the brand presence overall. Uh, what, the way you do it in, in, in Messenger is, is very personalized. And it's very unique experience for each and every one of your customers, and and, and that is you, you you do not do it for every customer that comes in. You're you're not doing it manually. You can set it up automatically and still make them feel like it's one-on-one approach, and that's very very personal and very effective, and it it definitely improves their 
their their loyalty. That's interesting that you mentioned the word personalized because I think when a lot of people think of chatbots, they think that they're quite impersonal in that, you know, they're automated and, you know, they're not going to be able to talk to my customers like an actual customer and more like, you know, the, the conversations yeah. are going to feel forced. So, um, and, you know, I know the other chat marketers out there know that, of course, they can be personalized, but people that are thinking about this, how how and and why can they be personalized like you know let, let's sort of get into some examples or how you try to show that okay the personalization yeah. can be better than any other medium out there yeah well people your uh, our customers do not know chatbots they do not know the technology behind it they do not know the tools they don't care about them because all they care is to have their demands met. Um, uh, for example, if a customer, uh, if a customer texts a, a Facebook page and the chatbot takes over and helps them helps them in their journey, what, whether it's a frequent asked question or uh, they have a question about returning products or whatever, and the chatbot takes care of it in a, in only a couple of minutes. The customer will be happy and they will like the brand. They will like you. They won't care if uh, whether it's, it's a bot or a person because their demands are met and they have, they're, they're happy. They have more time for themselves. Uh, so it, 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 what I'm saying is that people don't know if it's a chatbot. I mean, over the last years, they are starting to feel like it's chatbot sometimes. But with all those advancements in the, the automation messenger um, softwares, we can make them feel like it's not chatbot. We can make it feel uh, like it's natural, like we care, like we ask them questions about, uh, about whatever they, they have queries about. So, and and the, the, the best part is that we can actually uh, have we have a plethora of data that we can take into consideration for future communication and finding new customers because it's, yeah, returning customers are very good and you have loyalty, they have affinity for you, but to grow as an agency or as a brand or as, as a company overall, you need to always look for new ways to find and attract new customers that's kind of very important. You mentioned that around looking at new avenues to be able to attract customers and we'll get into the Facebook advertising space. Um, but maybe before we sort of delve into the, the nitty gritty around your ad campaigns, can we touch on um, yeah, the big issue at the moment? You know, we're recording in February here um, in the Facebook ad space is the upcoming changes around the iOS 14 and, and tracking capabilities. And it going to be harder to be able to track people on websites, basically. But when we're talking about Messenger, they're not going to be affected by um, those changes. So how important is it to, you know, for your clients and for the people out there listening to be able to thinking about integrating Messenger into their overall Facebook advertising strategy now? Well, yeah, with all those upcoming changes, yeah, they will be affected and having having a messenger marketing strategy in place will certainly help them 
uh, help get through this transition very easier and much much easier than uh, than those who are not even familiar with messenger marketing. Um, basically, what you can do with messenger marketing is build a big list of subscribers, which you can further use to run other type of campaigns like sponsored message. Um, I have I have been featured on ManyChat blog for sponsored messages for one of my clients. The thing is not only you uh, you can attract new customers with click to messenger ads and and not only give them the or make the purchase, you can actually educate them about the product. You can nurture them a little bit. You can then follow up with uh, email or SMS, whatever info you have at disposal. But after a while, you have the ability to run a sponsored message. That is, um, uh, that is very effective, especially in my country where people are heads over heels for, for ordering things in inbox. So sponsored messages are especially good because that's retargeting audience, that's warm audience. They're, they know you, they're familiar with you. And when you run a really good promotion like some big sale or free shipping or whatever lead magnets. It's not lead magnet, like whatever the value is. If it's valuable enough, the, mm, the percentage of sales will be very, very high with that campaign. And that is only due, to, due because these softwares like ManageJet allow you that ability. Yeah, that's really interesting. Actually, let's chat about the sponsored message side of things because I think a lot of people... When you mentioned the large, you know, people building a large subscriber list, they're like, "Well, I can't contact them out of the twenty-four hour, um, uh, the twenty-four hour window." Obviously, on this podcast before, we've chatted about the email and SMS marketing, but tell us a little bit about sponsored messages, your experience with them, how people can get the most out of them, um, and how they fit into the overall advertising strategy as well. Sponsor messages go well with messenger marketing and click to messenger ads because they're like, uh, for example, when you run a conversion ads, you usually segment your audience to top of the funnel, middle of the funnel and bottom of the funnel. So in this case, in this messenger marketing scenario, the sponsored messages is the bottom of the funnel because these are warm, hot leads which can be very easy, easy to pursue to finish their purchase and make the purchase with you and, and start a journey with you and start developing a relationship with you. Um, in, in this strategy, like you, whenever someone, whenever a user contacts you, uh, you, have, you have their info, their message info, the new regulations limited that, but they not uh, got it out of the system completely. So it's still possible, whether in, uh, in the States or Europe, you still can get the contact info, like their name, email, or phone, um, and use that info for to build a subscribers list. If, for example, you're using ManageJet, you can see how many people have been subscribed to your bot and how many people uh, have been in touch and have been introduced to you. And after a while, the best, the best practice to run a sponsor messages uh, actually is to save that 
that opportunity when you have a really, really good offer. It's all about the offer and the value it brings and the benefit it brings to your customers and the problem it solves. It, it's always about their problems and their needs. It's not whether you, wanna, you want to reach this, this month limit in terms of roles or in terms of sales. So it's about them and the right moment to solve the right problem for them. And we are the most friendly way, not spammy. We never want to be spamming people like uh, sending them sponsor messages, like meaningless sponsor messages with not good enough offers. Like if, if you're running a sponsor messages with 10%, nobody will even click on your link and get through uh, your uh, get to see your offer. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because I've noticed, you know, a lot of the sponsored messages that have come through to my inbox certainly vary as far as the offer and whether or not I'm actually willing to take action on it. So when you run your sponsored messages, um, can you give us some idea around, you know, the audience size and how much roughly it's costing uh, per message or to reach these customers. Um, and, and also I know with the, uh, the overall list and sending sponsor messages, they still are impacted by the overall Facebook algorithm. So even though, you know, let's say you might have a list of a thousand people when you go to send that sponsor messages, sponsor message, rather, it may not reach all of those thousand people, right? It's still impacted yeah. by the algorithm. Yeah, the reason, one of the reasons why this happens then is that one person can receive one sponsored message within 24 hours. So if you're running a sponsored message in an area or location where other brands are doing that as well, your, your target audience will be limited by them because they are reaching out. So that's one of the rules with Facebook. Uh, in terms of uh, audience for sponsored messages, it varies. It varies largely because it depends how you segment your audience. It depends uh, what your offer is and whether you want to run an offer for all or for a specific group of people. For example, you can run uh, an offer for parents only and it could be toys or stuff like that. So you can segment your audience into a few different a few different groups and you can run sponsored message campaign every week or every other week, a different sponsored message to a different group of people. In terms of uh, cost efficiency, in my experience, it's very, very cheap. We've run the, the blog article I'm featured on ManyChat. We generated 24,000 uh, in sales with 20, 20 rows for that campaign and the price per sponsored message was uh, 0.9, which was very, very, very cheap to, uh, to run that campaign. The biggest campaign I've run with, uh, the biggest target I've had on sponsored messages is, is 150,000. Wow. So it, it's, it's seriously bringing in some, you know, um, quite, quite a large amount of revenue then and yeah. obviously you're um, then from a budget perspective, how are you then allocating, you know, budget each month 
to these sponsor messages? Are you, you know, always planning to take a little bit of the budget or is this an additional type thing that you only do at certain times? Tell us a little bit around the decision-making of, hey, we'll send this offer via a sponsored message. Yeah, well, uh, as I said, I see sponsored messages as the retargeting campaign of my funnel. It's it's the I run the sponsored message to uh, to everybody who's been engaged with me and who's familiar with my brand. So that's why I'm willing to give them a very very good offer that will actually help them and benefit them in a way. Um, as I said in in few other uh, instances, it's all about the offer, whether it's the click to messenger or sponsored message. It, everything comes down to whether the offer is good enough for the customer. Uh, for the budget-wise, I usually plan this plan this every month or every every two months because I don't want to be spamming people and sending sponsored messages every month, literally. So I do take it, it, it take it into account of my marketing budget, allowed marketing budget, or agreed with the client. But I do not do it as frequently as uh, as it can get frustrating with the customers and turn uh, and backfire completely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Tell us a little bit around then. Before then, obviously, this is a remarketing side, but you've got to build that list, right? So, what sort of things do you put in front of them to be able to uh, build that subscriber list? How can you, what sort of things are you offering to be able to get people from the Facebook or Instagram newsfeed into the Facebook messenger inbox to build that list? To build that list, I run many different types of ads. I mean, uh, the ads are click to messenger type, but they're regarding different products. Well, uh, I'm, I'm running, I'm often running carousel ads which are 10 products or more if I have catalog to list uh, a product set from, uh, from products from the same category. Like I'm running, uh, as, as the example I mentioned before, if I'm running a sponsored message or, um, uh, or uh, an ad, click to messenger ad to parents, I'm selecting toys and they, they, come, in, uh, they come in the chatbot looking for toys or wanting to learn more about toys. And then I tag them with a specific tag. And then if I wanted to reach them out with specific offer, like big discount or, I don't know, special offer or promotion or promoting new toy, that's the target I'm going to turn to. Uh, other, ta- other things is, uh, for in my example, like this one, if I'm running click-to-messenger ads for e-commerce, I usually do the ads for different products each month. I'm promoting different, di- different kind of, uh, of goods or physical goods. And that's how I get people to come into my chatbot. But the most crucial step here is to segment them and tag them accordingly. So I know exactly where they come in and what I can offer to them to benefit them, of course. Yeah, so that's a really good point around when you're bringing people into the messenger inbox to be able to get the right personalized, and it goes back to that personalized word again, being able to segment them to send them the right information. So 
what sort of things are you asking them and and what sort of things are you tracking to be able to do that, to be able to segment them and, and personalize a little bit further? Well, there are many, many things I do to actually meet my customers. Uh, for example, one last year I was doing chat marketing for uh, Pet Store. And one thing that was very interesting for the customer was that I was actually asking for their pet's name. Uh, so first, they, they, needed to, they needed to select the, their pet, what it is, if it's dog, cat, or fish, and then ask for the name. And further in the bot, I actually referred to their pet with their name, which was very, very cool. And the open rates of my messages and the response rate was very, very high because they felt close and they enjoyed it. They felt valued and respected. So it's it's very that's one way to use this into into your advantage, like show interest. It, it, it will be a chatbot after all, but it will show that you're interested and they will be excited to share the the name or whatever thing you you you're asking them to meet them and actually show and demonstrate that that you are committed to them and meeting their demands. So it's kind of like actually having a, a, a in-person conversation with them. I mean, you know, if you were a salesperson, for yeah. instance, you don't sort of rock up and go, you know, hey, go and buy this. It's like, hey, go on, how are you going? How's your day been? How can I help? Um, oh, you're looking for something for your pet. What's your pet's name? Um, exactly. So you're using kind of, it's almost like using in-person and, and I guess real-life tactics, but within the messenger inbox, right? Yeah, exactly. That's um, uh, that's a really great, I think, tip for people to be able to take out of that as far as how they can, you know, have those almost, um, what do you call it, sort of like a grease of wheel type thing to be able to build that relationship with them. And then do you see the response after asking those questions? So after getting their pet's name or after asking them what they're looking yeah. for, do you see that then be more profitable after asking those questions and down the track? Yeah, absolutely. In the long term, they will, when they, the next time they think about buying, let's say, pet food, they will think of you because you showed care and you showed attention, you paid attention to their pet and you actually asked them what, uh, you showed interest to what their pet is going through, if they're experiencing discomforts or pains or joint discomfort, whatever they're, they're going, you're showing that with a life agent that is not live and that is very perfect because it could be 3 a.m. and your life agent will, would be normally sleeping, but you have the chatbot to, 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 to take care and you have that 24-7 uh, support. And I'm very sure that in the long run, it will, it will definitely be profitable, much, much profitable than not doing that and directly going to the sales point. Yeah, I love that to be able to build that long-term relationship and uh, I guess make them a more valuable customer over time. And then so when now that you're, you know, you've seen results through sponsored messages and obviously integrating chatbots into the strategy, what can you see the future of uh you know, the, uh, I guess Facebook advertising overall um, in relation to the messenger space. Are you going to be shifting more budget 
to the messenger inbox? Are you going to be paying more attention to be able to have more conversations and build lists? What is on the horizon for you and for running ads? Definitely. I'm very inclined towards messenger marketing and the future is really omnichannel and this messenger marketing is very, very important part of my omnichannel approach because it's, it revolves around it. It is very based around my ads that are leading through messenger and then taking them out of messenger to, to email and SMS and then bringing them back to messenger to complete their sale or complete the goal, which, which was my, uh, my, my set goal before running those ads. So I see the future like it's not future, it's present. I think messenger marketing should be an important part and should involve more businesses and should attract more businesses to, to it. And it should get the attention it deserves. I, of course, the listeners here in, in your podcast then will know the value, but many marketeers, the, the, the chat enthusiasts, not uh, action, those action takers should try it, should test this. It's very easy, to, very easy to start, actually. You can, there are plenty of plenty of free resources on Medichat, on YouTube. Um, some of the speakers here before have lessons for it. So it's very easy to get started. And that is a big advantage that should be taken into advantage. If people are thinking about, you know, they are on the edge of being like, oh, I'm still a little bit skeptical over it. And let's say they want to run a Facebook ad to messenger what is an easy entry point for them that you would recommend that they can start with to at least make this or start to make this part of their strategy the easiest way to get started is actually to imagine the conversation like as you said it one-on-one person uh they need to uh to imagine that scenario like they are speaking with their customers and they need to perceive what will they most likely ask them and what is the biggest issue with uh, the, they're trying to resolve or what they need in life to be fixed. You know, they have a problem and they come to you and you need to be able to listen and hear them out and then provide solution. So how you do that with Messenger is when you're setting the Messenger setup or you're building the, 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 the flow like to use it as a JSON app, you need to show uh, to be personalized, to you know, make them feel friendly, to make them feel casual, not like they're talking to a robot. And the help or the, the support you're providing needs to be realistic, needs to be very, um, I, I don't know how to say it, Let, let's say, it needs to be down to earth. Like it shouldn't be uh, just general, like this is the price, this is how you order. And this is more info about the product. This is very general and not very personalized because you're not showing the, the, the actual care in the process. Uh, the, the, the different approach I take is I tell them more info without them asking and then ask them if they need any more information or they need any any kind of help during the process, whether it's purchase or just um, or whatever goal you have in Messenger. So it all comes down to being, you know, there for them. Yeah, I think that's the personality is everything, right? And, you know, it's, it's 
it is like buying from someone in person. If you buying from a salesperson or a staff member and you don't get the right, I guess, uh, for lack of a better word, vibe, um, when you're interacting with them, yeah. then it makes you less likely to want to buy. So yeah, there's some really great, um, takeouts. Hey, looking back, like, you know, on this messenger space and now that, you know, clearly it's part of what you do and you're clearly passionate about it. Can you think back to, you know, when you went, you first had uh, a chatbot conversation and you were like, this is something that I need to pay attention to. This is going to be something big and this is something that I need to upskill in and start to implement for my own clients. There's actually a funny story because when my first experience with chatbot, I hated it because it was very badly done. It was very generic, very robotic, and it felt so unnatural that I actually hated it and I never wanted to be a part of it. And after a while, uh, in, in the company I worked, uh, in the beginning of Rocket, we, we used to done those, uh, those type of uh, actually automated messages. We were very limited in terms of, yeah, this is how it's done. Let's do it just, just as this way, just the same like this, like the competitors. And we were doing them for months. These, these things I hate, I, I, I've been doing them. And then after a while, I said, hmm, it doesn't have to be that way, you know? I can do this differently and do this differently. And then after a while, I actually realized that the, the sky is the limit. You can do everything you imagine with these bots. The conversation can go many different ways and take many turns. And it, it's very, very, it was a breakthrough moment. Hey, I can make this change. It, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, that's really funny how people eventually get there. And, and I don't think your experience is, uh, is is uncommon. Like a lot of people, I think the first interaction with it is more out of frustration. And that's why a lot of people go, surely this can be done better. Like I get the, the principle, but surely this can be done a little bit better and how can I um, get there? So how, how did you eventually get to that point? Like what were the steps you sort of took to research more, educate yourself? How did you start testing in this space and, and get to where you, you currently are, where you're clearly a, you know, a, a chat marketing evangelist? Yeah, well, I was doing a lot of researches in that time because the chatbots were very new in that period. It was three years ago. Chatbots are become were becoming normal thing, but I was new to the to it, and I was very very um, triggered. Uh, I was intrigued by them. I was very curious how they work, how to do it, like in a ways I've never imagined. You know, with especially those with artificial intelligence. I haven't tried them, but I know how how cool they are, and it could be one of my goals to actually learn that. Uh, to integrate it with uh, artificial intelligence. But in that point, I was very curious and I was watching so many tutorials and reading so many blog posts about them. So eventually I was taking a little bit of that, little bit of that, and I was including them into my bots. And at, at some point, my bots felt uh, overwhelming. They were too much. And suddenly, uh, out of nowhere, I realized that it's the simple thing that it, that should be uh, that should be placed in the the chatbot. It shouldn't be as complicated with all those advanced formulas. It, it all comes down once again to the 
customer and being able to assist them in the simplest and easiest way possible because they don't care about options and futures of the chatbot they won't ever use. They need the, 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 they need a solution to the problem and they need it fast and simple and easy to find. But during that period, I also uh, realized that uh, trying many things is fun because that's how you meet different types of customers because of course, there were uh, there were flows that I built in Manichat that were very annoying for people, but I learned from them. I learned that it doesn't work, so I then got back to the roots and made it simple again. Yeah, actually, I think that's probably out of all of this interview, that's that's probably one of the most important points. A lot of people go down that rabbit hole of messenger marketing and try to come up with these amazing advanced features, but they need to sort of take a step back and, and almost go back to basics now just to make sure that they're delivering to the customer from, from that perspective. So thank you for sharing that. That's a, it's a really valuable point. I think that the people will take a lot out of, um, you mentioned, uh, 2021 and going forward and you've mentioned omni-channel, um, a fair bit and omni-channel, uh, obviously can be across a lot of other advertising meetings, but now it's also across a number of different, um, messaging, mediums as well so uh, i know you're based in um in macedonia and in um uh, your part of the world sms isn't as popular as as other mediums so can you see yourself using uh you know or um becoming more popular things like uh, the whatsapp space and instagram dm can you see that being you know an even bigger part of of the conversation you know let's say this time next year this time next year i'm i hope we will be able to to, uh, to use and take advantage of the SMS marketing because in my country is very, it's not very, uh, it's not very often used and it's very, when you receive, it, it's negatively accepted still because people are not used to being uh, spammed like from brands, even though it's not spamming, it's caring. But we are still uh, the, the customers in Macedonia are still evolving in that area. And it's very diff- it's very at this point it's very difficult to imagine that, but I want it to, to happen because it allows it allows us to 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 expand our omnichannel approach, expand our marketing channels, and with all those channels with one goal and one brand voice, we can unify the brand for each of the clients we had uh, we, we we have and provide incredible incredible customer experience and of course high numbers in sales uh, other thing that that i see happening this year is that um, that platforms with that offer omnichannel approach will increase like it's not going to be just manage it and and a few others there will be many many softwares that will provide the option to do the omnichannel marketing within them. Yeah, I think we can start to see that in a few different other um, mediums. I even noticed the other day that I could I could book a table directly from uh, Google search results, actually. So Google is starting to get into at the chat marketing space as well, right? So it's only going to get bigger. Um, you, you mentioned SMS. What about WhatsApp in your part of the world? Is that, uh, do people tend to use that as a communication mechanism and do people still have 
that kind of reaction to getting, you know, the unsolicited, so to speak, messages via WhatsApp from businesses than they would, you know, uh, to SMS as well? Unfortunately, people in Macedonia and this country uh, and, and the countries around us do not use WhatsApp as much. I have WhatsApp installed on my phone just to be in touch with, uh, with clients from Ireland. So we, we do not have any marketing experience in that area. Yeah, wow. What, what, um, out of interest, what sort of messaging apps do you tend to use to communicate with people? Mainly Messenger and Viber. I think okay. these two are dominating. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting because also you mentioned um, earlier, particularly with that campaign that you did the sponsored message with, that in-app purchasing within Messenger is like widely accepted, right? Um, it's still picking up in yeah. parts of the rest of the parts of the world, but people aren't having to go to the website anymore. So you're getting, you're seeing more customers actually buy product within the inbox, right? Uh, not exactly. People are ordering in messenger, but they are paying on delivery. That is the culture here in Macedonia. It's very, very, very funny because it doesn't work that, that, that good in other countries that I've have experience with. And in Macedonia, if you're not paying uh, upon delivery, you haven't purchased an item, you know, it's very, very different mentality. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Well, well, it's interesting, you know, for, for people out there to realize that, you know, depending on which country they're in, obviously a lot of different parts of the world um, interact very differently with, uh, with businesses and being able to adapt to that and come up with a solution to that is just part of this world. You know, it's something that, you know, we haven't had to really deal with before, but now we need to understand what is, uh, I guess, a convenient or accepted way depending on where those customers are. So that's really interesting. So, you know, looking back on your overall journey from um, pizza maker through to now Facebook advertiser and chat marketer, you know, where would you have been if chat marketing wasn't a thing? You know, do you think you would have gone down another avenue or um, has it really excelled your career and knowledge and driven it on a direction that you probably haven't anticipated? It definitely, it definitely uh, played a very important part in my career development as a digital marketer. The chat marketing has opened a world of opportunities and things I never imagined for myself. I mean, I was in digital marketing like eight years ago. I was doing content writing. I was doing copywriting, creative writing, all those uh, forms of content marketing, actually. It's, it's still a form of marketing. But chat marketing in particular was something very weird that happened naturally. And I'm very happy that it happened to me in that way. Uh, haven't done it that way. I don't know what, what way will my career will, will be unfolding. Uh, I'm sure I would have been doing marketing in other ways. Like I have experience with Google Ads. I like Google Ads because it's only copy. The copywriting dom dominates and I'm, I'm good. I'm comfortable using words. So I would say I, I've been doing copywriting in general without chat marketing. Yeah, I find actually that's familiar to quite a lot of copywriters. They actually really enjoy the chat marketing space because they're used to using yeah. words and 
they're used to using exactly. their personality and making that kind of tone of voice shine. So it fits really well to those people. And um, you're not the only person to say that. So I'm sure that really resonates with other copywriters out there. Um, hey, is there, we'll start to wrap up. Is there anything that I, I haven't asked you that you think, you know, the listeners out there would find really valuable? I, I'd say what I always say at the end, it's all about testing what I said may not work with you for you and for your clients, but you know, you should test, test and never stop testing. Even if it's not only with Facebook ads and all other types of ads, the testing is very crucial part in building the chatbot and, and building the personality of, of the very brand you're marketing. So yeah. I would say never stop testing. Yeah, that's a great point. And also um, I think the good thing about testing in this space is that it's quite easy to test. You know, you can you can take a little variant of a message or of an ad or of something, the personalization side of things and be able to test how that works and it's easily to be able to change and to see the results. I think when people say test, test and test, it's like, well, that's great, but will we actually see any you know, yeah. major differences between it and how hard is it to, for us to set up a test and to monitor the results. But what I love about particularly around messenger and things, you know, simply like the flow builder, it's easily just able to have, you know, part of the flow go yeah. one way and part of the flow go the other way. Right. Yeah. So are you doing that exactly. more often? Yeah, I'm doing that because I, there are many different ways you can express yourself. And you, every single word matters to the customer. It's very important how you speak to them and how you formulate those sentences. So the randomizer tool you're actually referring then is helping me see what words, what positive or negative words my customers like and do not like so I can better shift and better build my uh, future chatbots. It's very, very easy and very extremely helpful. Yeah, I love that you're doing that. Always learning, right? And always trying to see yeah. what resonates with the customer. Um, yeah. Certainly, you can. I can tell throughout this interview that you know you are a very customer centric person, and the people that have success in this space are always focusing on the customer. So I think that has resonated throughout this this whole chat. And thanks so much um, for jumping on as a guest um, today. Can you tell a little bit about, uh, tell the listeners out there where they can find out more about you, how they might want to get in contact down the track as well? Yeah. Thank you for having me once again. Uh, I'm available on Facebook and I'm, I use LinkedIn. So I'm very, I'm looking forward to expanding my networks and having you other chatbot enthusiasts and, and marketers having you in touch and see, sharing our experiences together and building this chat marketing future. Hey, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. We'll put all the links to being able to contact um, Goran in the show notes. And we'll also put links to resources, including that many chat blog um, as well. So I'm actually jumping there and give that a read. Hey, thanks so much, Goran. really appreciate uh, your time, sharing your little tips and tidbits around how people can be better chat marketers out there. Um, all the best for 21, for 2021 yeah. rather. Um, looking forward to hearing more about and seeing more case studies on the many chat blog. But thank you once again. Thank you too. I was very, I enjoyed this and I'm looking forward to speaking again. Likewise, really enjoyed chatting. Thanks so much. 
All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Goran Nikolov, the CEO of Rockad. As I mentioned, all of the links and resources mentioned, including that blog post, are in the show notes, or you can head to marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 16. That's marketingpodcast.chat forward slash session 16. And hey, just quickly, I've got a favor to ask. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you could tell someone else about it. You can go to your podcast app and hit the share button and then you can send the link directly to them. Or if you've got any feedback, by all means, head to the website at marketingpodcast.chat and let me know. You can actually have a chat with me there as well. Until next week's episode, have a great day. Bye-bye.